Hello gang. Hello gang. What's going on? Welcome back to the fellow podcast. We are so glad to have you today. So glad. So glad that you decided to tune in. For real. For with real. With us man. today. For real, man. Baby. Yes, baby. You look gorgeous today. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> man, how you feeling, babe? What's going on? What's going on in your world? I feel good. Today was a good day. It was relaxing. Got some rest. Some stuff done around the house. It was a nice day. Got to chill. Yeah, we got to relax today. That was nice. Yeah. Went to church. Nice how service. You, how you feeling about the um the the podcast so far? I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited about it. I feel like I feel like we've not to say that we weren't intentional the first time, because I think we were, but I feel like this time around, this season, we've been very intentional about the content and making sure we're leaving room for the Holy Spirit to speak what he has to say. And I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to touch some people. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been different in a, yeah. in a good way, though, because I think we we've been sharing what we genuinely have been like learning from God ourselves in our own personal time. Mm-hmm. Um and that just makes it more authentic. Yeah. You know. So yeah, man, I'm excited today to uh kick off another episode. Yes. And um, why don't you tell us what it's about? You know I'm good for it. I'm good for building a stage. I guess I don't really got a stage, but in this one, um I guess we could start by saying this. <laughs> What you laughing at? <laughs> you always laughing at something. Cause you're funny. Man, stop it. It's funny, guys. We can start by saying this. I think that uh, in Christianity, and as a Christian, what I what I've been seeing and what I see that we have a tendency to do is we have a tendency to act as if uh, we don't get tempted to sin. Like, or that we don't struggle with any sin or that we are just, uh, how you say, I guess, yeah, untemptable. I, I think, I think we could, it's easy for us to like put on the face that like, I don't struggle face. Mm. And I feel like. You have a point, but there's like two ends of the spectrum. There's the people who are take the stance of, oh, I'm just a sinner, and that's just is what it is, which I feel like we touched on in previous episodes. And then you have the whole other side of the spectrum where it's like, oh, I'm holier than thou, and I don't get tempted. Mm. Is that what you're talking about? Nah, I think just like unwillingly or unknowingly, we like if we're not aware, we can almost act as if like we don't get tempted not not even saying fall to it but just saying like the temptation Mm. aspect of it Mm. um and just even seeing that like jesus himself got tempted Mm. so none of us are above being tempted but i think maybe before i came into like christianity it was easy for me to look at other people and think that they were like perfect or had it all figured out or that they didn't struggle with things that I maybe was struggling with at the time Mm. and you do overcome certain things and you know grow 
But just humanly, we all have our own struggles. Struggles. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think we can kind of speak to uh, just that part. Because temptation, if we see that Jesus himself got tempted, so we know that there will be times in this life when we are tempted by things genuinely. I think that you can't be tempted by something that doesn't tempt you or look appealing in some type of way yeah like if it doesn't look appealing or if it doesn't seem like it'll be good then it won't be tempting right it wouldn't be tempting right Mm -hmm. but some sometimes i think uh in christianity we could put on the face of like sin how could you sin like like sin like we almost act as if like it's impossible for that to look like a good thing to us in in a bad moment Mm. Or at a bad thought. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm. it's impossible for me to look at sin and be like, I want that. Mm. But there's something in me that does want that. Mm. There's a, there's <laughs> something in it that looks good. Because that's what made it tempting. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That makes me think, I feel like you're probably going to touch on this, but it makes me think of back in the garden in the beginning when Eve saw the apple, she saw that it looked good. And what 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 did it say? Yeah, you jumped ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You definitely jumped ahead. Well, that's what I thought. You stole like. my thunder. <laughs> you stole all my thunder. I stole your thunder. <laughs> but it's I'm okay. I'm sorry, baby. That's what it made me think of. It's okay, because okay. that's what we're going. So you, okay. so you with me. But, um, you can have your thunder back. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to speak to the fact that like sometimes sin can look appealing and look good and look like something that I would want to get into, but what I found in my life, at least 10 times out of 10, is it never turns out the way that I imagined it before I got into it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it it never does. Like, it never does. It doesn't deliver. It doesn't deliver. You know, um, 10 times out of 10. You know, like, I can see it, and then when I get into it, like, now I'm feeling shame, or now I'm feeling guilt, or now I'm, the feeling that I felt, maybe it felt good for a little while, but it didn't last. Or maybe it didn't even feel as good as I thought it was going to feel. Or, it was just or like, maybe it causes repercussions yeah. down the line that, you know. And it was just like, was this worth it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, today, destiny beat us to the punch, but that's where we're heading. We're, we're talking about sin, and we're looking at it from the aspect of how Sin is, like, the best salesperson ever. If we were to, like, put a face on it, like, make it uh, make it a he, like, call sin a he, he's the best salesperson ever. Like Sin is technically a he, if you think about it. It's the he's enemy. the best person. He's <laughs> the best salesperson ever. Like, this, he know how to, how to, like, dress it up in the bowl that you always wanted. But then you got to think about it because, like, the enemy, he watches us. Mm-hmm. He knows what we what we like. Mm-hmm. He knows what will tempt us in certain situations. Like you know what I'm saying. So we gotta be just aware and a step ahead. But we're gonna go to the word today, and I'll show some examples of how all throughout the Bible it's like the same cycle keeps happening, and still today the same cycle keeps happening, and we keep falling the same way. But I think this will help some of us um, just see or add another perspective of like, man, 
I don't have to choose that mm. because the end result might not be what it's selling me that it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's a lie. Yeah. Okay. So today, fellow fellows, if y'all could go to Genesis 3, we're going to look at Genesis 3. Um, and this is like the part in the garden when uh, the serpent was pretty much lying to Eve and convincing her to take of the tree that God told them not to touch. And one thing that, just a quick point, this is not where I'm going, but one thing that I've learned is the best lies have a little bit of truth in them. Mm. Like, I always just thought that in life, like, you want to lie? Like, and I ain't teaching you how right. to lie. Like Let's that. not promote that. But I'm just saying, <laughs> like, the best lies have, like, Makes some a little truth. truth. Yeah. Mm. So, um, one second, unlock my phone. Okay. Genesis 3. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the women, the women, the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat the fruit. Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat, God said. You must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Let's stop there. Mm-hmm. How do you mix uh, some some lie with some truth? Okay. You won't die, the serpent said. That was the lie. The truth is, God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. That was true. Now they were exposed to both good and evil. Mm. The lie was, you won't die. But God already told them, if you it eat will, of this tree, you will, you will die. die. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, again, we see how, like, the best lie was even created at that time. Do it sound a little echo? Do you hear, like, an yeah, echo? Yeah, I was going to tell you to try to quiet down a little bit so it's not so echoey, but I didn't want to interrupt you. What's the, what do you think is causing the echo? I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry about that, guy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's keep going. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman Can I was, say something, too, in this that I notice? Yeah. Um, in verse 1, it says, when he first said, did God really say you must not eat of the fruit from any tree in the garden? I just like to point that out because I feel like the enemy works in the same ways, and I we're going to see the pattern and the different stories that we read but I feel like another thing that he always does is try to plant doubt lie and doubt mm. did he really say that you know mm. so yeah that's good that's good um okay this is the part though uh after he said that it says the woman was convinced she saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were open, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. So if we just take a moment to look at the fact that she saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom that it would give her. So she's looking at sin. She's looking at this thing. 
And to her eyesight, it's looking good. Mm-hmm. It's looking appealing. Yeah. And I she want it. It looked delicious. You get what I'm Beautiful. saying? And I want it. Mm. So, so. And look, it's a, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she wanted what she thought she was going to be able exactly. to receive from this. Exactly. Thing. So, like, if we're being honest, do we, can we say that we do that at times? Can we say that we look at things that we know God is saying don't touch or don't go through or go, don't go to? And, and it's something in us like, but I want it. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it looks. It looks good. It looks appealing. It looks like it's going <laughs> to, you know, it's selling me, it's selling me a, a promise of a good time. And it looked like it's going to fulfill a good time. Mm-hmm. But as we see when she, she goes, she takes the fruit, right? And what does it say? It says suddenly, suddenly, suddenly um, felt, felt shame, shame. At, the, at their nakedness. Mm-hmm. Like. Instantly it was like, ooh. <laughs> and that's just the feeling that I I genuinely relate to, mm-hmm. you know, like getting into something, thinking it's gonna be one thing, and then you get into it, and like suddenly it's like, why did I? Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's almost like you were blind and just blindly like oh like mm-hmm. like brainwashed like I want this thing, so you do everything to get it. In the moment you get it, it's like your eyes open back up like hold up, why did I? Mm-hmm. You know, and you see what happens right after that. They suddenly felt shame, so they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Now they're trying to work to fix this thing that they shouldn't have even had to deal with in the first place. Now they're like, "Oh, let me fix myself up. Let me cover myself up. Let me try to fix this. What this? The consequence of this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?" And I don't got. I didn't get uh, further in the in the Bible. I didn't uh, put it in my notes. But even off the top of my head, I could think then. Even after they felt the shame, they tried to hide from God. Yeah, they did. They tried to hide from God. Mm-hmm. And, like, how often do we do that? We will do something and feel the shame of it, and now we don't even want to go to God about it. Yeah. But even in this story, we see this loving God who comes and finds them. Like, I know you're hiding from me, mm-hmm. but I'm going to come and find you. And cover you. And cover you. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And even then, we see a sacrifice being made for them like god mm-hmm. killed an animal yeah. and used the skin of the animal to cover them for their sins which goes to show what sin leads to is death something had to die something for this. had to die so god found two animals and and made a sacrifice out of mm-hmm. that and it's like this this foreshadow of what jesus essentially was gonna come do for us mm-hmm. right so um i think i just think that's good man i that's like a something god opened my eyes to some time ago and um, I think we're going to go just th- to the Bible and uh, just show, like, some more some more instances of this happening and just show, like, the cycle the so we can, yeah, so we can be aware of it and start to spot it in our own lives and then start to, you know, create some uh, preventative, <laughs> <laughs> preventative thoughts and preventative things that point, we can do. We're trying to point out the pattern so, like you said, we can recognize it in our own lives and so that the enemy does not have a way to trick us because we can see it and point it out like, mm, this looks familiar. I, I've seen how you work before. I'm right. not about to let you do that to me. Because it happens the same time every time. Yeah. He, he has no new tricks. Yes. None. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get into it, but we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get into it when we get back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Welcome, 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 welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> to the fellow podcast. We already said that in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, we back, though. 
To the fellow um, podcast. You ain't, it's still the fellow podcast. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome back. Nah, Welcome man. back from the break. Yeah, let's get back into it. I know we were looking at um the beginning and talking about just sin and how. We want to look at the patterns. Yeah, and just how sin. It, just take inventory in your own life, man. It, it Sin is the best salesperson. Like, it will sound like the best idea sometimes. Mm-hmm. And even try to convince you that the outcome is going to be good. But what we're seeing is the outcome never leads to good, mm-hmm. right? Um, so a story that came to mind was the story of Judas. Judas was the uh, disciple that uh, uh, pretty much betrayed Jesus, Yeah, you know, turned him over to the Romans. Mm-hmm. And uh, this story was interesting to me because we see the enemy – use all right so like earlier when we were saying like the enemy watches you yeah and knows like what would be tempting to you because what would be tempting to you probably wouldn't be tempting to me Mm -hmm. right um judas was in charge of the money Mm. and we see the enemy use greed to get into pretty much to get judas to turn jesus over Mm -hmm. right so um, just looking at two different places, I'm just going to read it real quick. Matthew 26, 14, it says, then Judas, uh, I don't know how to say his, his last name correctly. You know how to say his last name correctly? I'm trying to go to it. Matthew what? Matthew 26, 14. Judas Ezerot. Is, oh, Iscariot. 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 Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Look, look that up, y'all, because we just want to make Iscariot. sure. Iscariot. Then Judas one of the 12 disciples went to the leading priest and asked, how much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? And they gave him 30 pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. So there we see him like, first of all, my man is Jesus. Got traded in for 30 pieces of silver. <laughs> like, man, talk about disrespect. <laughs> 30 pieces of silver. So that's one That's one thought. Two, dang, like, you really see how money can just, people will really change and trade for some money. Like, mm-hmm. they will exchange your whole life for some money. Like, money. Like, when we see that money is the root, the love of money is the root of all evil, it's like, man, we see it. And we see it in day-to-day lives. I know, like. Y'all know some situations where we see people do, like, some shady things for some money. money, yeah. And it's like, it happened to Jesus over some money, right? Mm-hmm. But let's get back to what we're talking about. Um, Judas was in charge of the money. Satan used greed to get him to flip on Jesus. So now Judas, like, he was sold on this, on this lie that this money is going to be worth me turning in the Messiah. This money is going to be worth... Me turning in Jesus to them and probably thinking like, oh, it's going to be all right. You know, this mm-hmm. money going to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. When we look at Matthew 27, verse 3, it says, when Judas, who had betrayed Jesus, him, meaning Jesus, realized that Jesus had been condemned to die. This is after. So the people gave Judas the money. Um, they Judas betrayed Jesus, told him where to find him. They mm-hmm. came, they arrested Jesus, and now and now he's seeing he's like what's taking place. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Realized that Jesus had been condemned to die, he was filled with remorse. So he took the thirty pieces of silver back to the leading priests and the elders. 
I have sinned, he declared, for I have betrayed an innocent man. What do we care? They retorted. That's your problem. Then Judas threw the silver coins down in the temple and went out and hanged himself. Yikes. Man. You see that instant regret? Man, man, (laughs) man, man, man. So we see a man get tempted by a certain sin. This this greed, right? That he he trades Jesus in for this money, thinks it's a good idea. He's sold. He's convinced this is a good idea, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus gets taken over. It's like instantly. It's almost like the brainwash thing again. Instantly, his eyes open, and he was like, "Man, this is not worth it." He was filled with remorse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So he took, then he tried to take it back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He took the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priest. Like, I have sinned. I have betrayed an innocent man. Mm-hmm. And then you see their response. What do we care? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's your problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then, then he threw the silver coins down in the temple, went out and hanged himself. So we see that, man, the, the guilt, the shame, like, it wasn't worth it. Again, the, the promise didn't deliver. It didn't deliver. Mm-hmm. And it ended up like leading to his death, to him killing himself. Yeah. I feel like when we had a conversation about this story, you explained it in a good way about how like the enemy is like, yes, I, I got all these things for you. And yes, get the, this is this money that you will love. And when the enemy got him to do what he wanted him to do, traded Jesus over and then he just left him he out. He used them up. Left him out to hang, literally. Yeah, he used them up. <laughs> that, and that's what he'll do. He'll, he'll, yeah. he'll make promises and he'll say, like, yeah, come do this and I'll do this for you, right? Mm-hmm. And then the moment that you fall and you give in, he'll desert you. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, hold on, hold on. I don't want this. Take it back, right? Mm-hmm. And we see a lot of people. So with the money, we see a lot of people doing that. And just, I, I can just think of instances in life, like certain things that I've done. That like after I've done it, I was like, hold on, hold on, I don't, I don't want to be in this. Mm-hmm. Or we see some people do it with fame, right? Mm-hmm. Because the enemy can give that too. Mm-hmm. And some people get in, get into fame and be like, nah, this, I, this is not what I thought it was gonna be like. I don't want this. Take it back. Mm-hmm. But it's certain, it's certain things that like certain things. That, yeah, you it know? just goes to show the the just speaking on the money thing because since we're talking about Judas here. <clears throat> Like you said, you see successful people who you would think would be happy and have all the money and all the things and wind up killing themselves. How many times do we see that? Man, it's tough. (laughs) It's tough. It's tough. But, yeah, so just kind of hopefully God can speak to y'all through these stories and you can kind of see what we're getting at as far as, like, it's not always just a bad thing thought initially like it it doesn't always show up presented as this is a bad thing and this is going to be bad for you Mm -hmm. sometimes sin can be presented to you like this is going to be good for you Mm -hmm. you should do this but we have to be like sober enough to know to see it through and know that like this doesn't align with what God says Mm -hmm. and um a good example of how we combat sin and it's its sales pitch and its promises is looking at the life of Jesus Mm -hmm. because that's the only way that's the model that we have to follow to successfully follow Jesus. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, Matthew four. Yeah. Matthew four. 
Um, Jesus pretty much, after he got baptized, the Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted. Um, this is before his ministry, so he's he's going through this time where he's fasting. And uh, he's being tempted. And he's being tempted. He's fasting, like, and I think we're about to read all that. Mm-hmm. All right. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. This is Matthew 4.1, by the way. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Are we going to read the whole thing and then break it down? Or are you trying to break it down piece by piece? Oh, uh, we can start there. Okay. What, you sound like you got something. I do. I love this story. I think there's so much in this. But um, just from the beginning to me, uh, it says, For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. Jesus was very hungry. He fasted for 40 days. So I think it's funny how practical the devil can be sometimes because right after the first thing that he tempts him with is what? Food. Mm. He was watching him. He saw, oh, I see that this is where he's lacking. This, he's, he's hungry. Let me get him here. And he's like, if you're the son of God, tell the stones to become loaves of bread. Like he's practical. He, that's mm. what he went after. You know, I, I always find that funny. Right. And then also, again, how I was saying back in the other thing, he tries to place doubt Right. So if you are the son of God, he tries to comfort Jesus identity. If this is who you are and he tries to comfort our identity, too. If you are children of God, then, da, 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 you know, like yeah. tries to make us not think that that's who we are. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. And also, um, I think the fact that without like without God's word or without knowing like God's standard or what God says is right or wrong, then that kind of would make sense for me to like eat this food, right? Because mm-hmm. I am hungry. Mm-hmm. So if I don't know what God says about a thing, it's easy for me to be like, I mean, this do make sense. Mm-hmm. And that's the importance of us knowing like what does God say about this so we don't fall into certain things. Yeah. Because certain things to us will make sense. Like, yeah. I'm will hungry. Will be practical. Yeah, we'll, like, yeah. why not, right? Mm-hmm. But Jesus replies, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And we keep reading. Then the, devil took, uh, then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you. And they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded. The scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. There. Sometimes people or the enemy will try to use scripture to justify things Uh in a wrong way. And that's important. That's why we should know the scriptures for, for ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. So that when somebody tries to come to you and say one thing, you'll know it for yourself and you'll be like, but the scriptures also say, mm-hmm. and you'll know the context that it was used in and you'll know how to properly apply it to your life. Yeah. When I first did like a, like read this story and studied it or whatever, it really not convicted me. I guess it convicted me of making me, or gave me the desire to want to know my scripture more because like 
we're supposed to model after Jesus, right? So I'm looking like, okay, this is how Jesus handled temptation. Every single response was, it is written. My, that's how my version is. Mm-hmm. It is written. It is written. It is written. So if that's how I'm supposed to combat the enemy and his temptation, I need to know what's written, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think even the, when he said people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God, I think that shows the importance of the word. Mm. And it shows that this is more than just like a book that we're reading out of. But Jesus compares it to food that we eat, showing how essential it is mm-hmm. to our lives as Christians, as believers. Like we need this word. And like even when it talks about the word is sharper than any two edged sword, like the word is alive. Yeah. Like it how this this be blowing my mind and we going somewhere else. But this book has been around for 2000 plus years mm-hmm. and it's still relevant mm-hmm. and it's still speaking and we still haven't mastered it and we still won't master it mm-hmm. find another book that's doing it yeah and that alone to me shows that this is more than just a book yeah <laughs> like this is life life is in this book yeah you know what i'm saying and it says jesus was the word and the word became flesh like and he's telling us he's comparing these words to food mm-hmm like, I don't know about y'all, but how long can you go without food? Mm-hmm. Not that long. So it's just showing that, like, how did Jesus combat sin with the word? So if I'm struggling, not saying this is the only thing, but it shows I need the word. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's good. Um, but let's keep going. Uh, da, 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 where did we leave off? Verse 7. Oh, no, no. Verse 8. Verse 8. Okay. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. I like this part. Because I think it's a good... I think it's good to see that <clears throat> the enemy can offer stuff too. Yeah. Everything good. And like he says, all the kingdoms of the world, all their glory. I can give you all of this. If you worship me. Yeah. So, and the Bible tells us in different scriptures that he's like the ruler of this world, right? Mm-hmm. So the things of this world, he, he has power to give things god has given him certain yeah he has power to give things that seem good right money power success the kingdoms all this glory i can give it all to you all you got to do is worship me you know like it looks good and just because it looks good doesn't mean it's god and that's why we we can't always mistake things for being like a blessing from god Mm -hmm. so analogy like i use all the time is like um you know, people might be like, man, I just stole this. Like, they might have, like, just stole something mm-hmm. and be like, God, bless me with this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's kind of contradicting because mm-hmm. I don't know if God was calling you to go steal that in the first place. Yeah. You know, or they, it, it's just showing, like, man, like, the enemy is offering Jesus kingdoms mm-hmm. for worshiping him. Yeah. And he can offer you the same thing. So it's success, money, 
doesn't necessarily mean that it's from God. Yeah. Like he, I just imagine him putting it like in front of your face, like a carrot. And it's like this thing that looks good. So I'm going to go chase after this because, oh, why, what's wrong with success? That's practical, right? That makes sense. I Mm -hmm. should go and make some money and take care of this and travel and do all this stuff. Not to say that stuff is all bad, but you know, like, I don't know. I just feel like he tries to put that get you to worship those things and take your attention off of God and what, you know? Yeah. And yeah, man. And I think, uh, also what we see here is like, um, Jesus says, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. So we see, um, Jesus standing firm in his faith in the word and what the word says. And the devil can only tempt you for so long until he has to flee. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, he can only tempt you for so long because that's all he can do. All he can do is just feed you lies and hope that you buy into him. He has no actual power over you. He can just lie to you. But when he seen, like, well, Jesus ain't gone, he had to flee. And then we see angels came and took care of Jesus. We see God send this provision to to help Jesus in this moment. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I just think that practically – um, you know, we'll be tempted at times, man. It don't matter what part of your walk you're in. Temptation can happen. Like, mm-hmm. it's happening to Jesus. But it's important that we uh, stand firm in our faith and that we uh, just rely on God and, and what God says to be true and not just what our hearts can convince us or what our feelings can convince us to be true or convenient at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, um not get caught up in the the things of the world that people tell you are good and like just don't get blinded by it. Yeah. There's a scripture, um, first John two, sixteen. It says, For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything that we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And the world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. So it just goes to show, like, the the things that we're lusting after in these worlds, these the pride of our possessions and achievements and the physical pleasures and cravings and all these things. Like, this stuff is fading away. This isn't of the Father. This stuff won't last you. This doesn't give you everlasting life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a promise that fails to deliver. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I think like like we said before, uh, something that helps me is like playing the movie forward. Yeah. So like, okay, this is the lie that's being sold to me. But for me personally, one thing that I can just point out now is there's not one man that I've seen in my life who him cheating on his wife worked for his good. Like it, he it, he ended up benefiting from it, or it ended up like being good for him in the end. There's nobody who I've ever seen, not not me. I've never met not one man who, like, was, like, happy that he cheated on his wife, happy about the result that came from it. Mm. So it's kind of like if the lie is being sold to you that this thing is going to be good, play the movie forward and see it in, in other people's lives as well and just look like how it brought this turmoil and disaster to them or how it split their family apart or how listen to them when they tell you, like, that's the worst decision i ever made like Mm. the years even some people that get back from it the years of trust that got to be built up again like Mm. and you can see that with a lot of the things that the bible tells us is no good you can see the the fruit of it that 
it leads to destruction. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Um, if I leave you with the last verse, it's James 4, 7. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. So, man, when, when we feel this temptation, understanding that, like, as I resist the devil, as I humble myself before God, as I resist the devil, and as I come close to God, God is waiting for me to come close to him in these moments that I'm tempted. And he's wanting to come close to me to provide me comfort, to provide me relief, to provide me a way out from this temptation. Because it's always a way out. You always got another choice. You don't have to choose it when it arises. Um, but it will arise. So just letting people know, you know, that we get tempted in our lives. Other Christians you see get tempted in their lives. You probably get tempted in your life. And that's normal. But how we respond is up to us. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's good. So sin is a great uh, promise, but it never delivers. He's a great salesperson, but he's a liar. Yes. Don't fall for the trap. Don't fall for it. <laughs> so, man, um, we love y'all. Let's just pray and uh, seal this one. And Yeah. Go ahead. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for your truth. And we thank you that you call us your children, Father, that you look down on us. Every single person on this call, you look down on us and you smile and you just you just see your, your children. Um, you just you want to take care of us, Lord. Thank you that you want to take care of us. You want to provide for us, that you want us to come to you, to lean on you, to rely on you, um, that we don't have to work to earn your love, that we don't have to work to get near to you, Lord, but that you are there, that you are available, that you are a loving God, a forgiving God, a kind God. Um, that you are a strong tower and we just love you father so i ask that every person that uh is on this podcast under the sound of my voice that you just continue to bless them just uh provide them with your peace your word your truth creating us a fire to get into your word to know your word for ourselves lord um to just see the, the importance of it and to just know that you are with us you are emmanuel god with us and um just be with us lord love you we praise you and we worship you in jesus name we pray in jesus name amen amen, amen. fellow amen. gang appreciate y'all tuning in another week yes and, um love you guys thank yeah. you so much love y'all send us any topics if it's any topics any things that y'all would want us to speak about yes let us know send it to us all right, y'all. All right. see y'all next week